or our family didn't have family vacations. We didn't go to the beach in the summertime. You know, we, we, we wrestle. You know, I don't think I did anything that no one can do or else I wouldn't have done it. It's almost like I was more excited for him to win than, 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 I, than I cared about me winning. You know, that was when I really, truly understood that you can't get on that podium without being a well-rounded wrestler. There's no reason to sleep in. You know, I, I don't, uh, you know, I think sleeping in is a little bit of being lazy. Wrestling is just like one big puzzle. There's like a counterattack to every attack that the opponent has, and it's just fun trying to, like, figure everything out. No, I think you had some uh, pretty good questions, pretty in-depth. Only fault was it I thought I could pin everybody, you know. So going into the semifinals, I didn't really have a game plan. I was like super, super, super intense. All I cared about was wrestling. You know, that's what I love to do. I want to stand. Out. I want to. I want to get in your face. I want to beat you up. For 17 years, it was like it was what I was training for, you know. And this is potentially my last tournament. It's like this is it. It's like eight mile. Like you only get one shot. I felt like he took what was mine, you know, and um, I was trying to take what was his, so just kind of how things go. Welcome to the D1CW Sudden History Mac Preview Podcast, episode 29 of the Sudden History Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Earl Smith. I'm going to start this week's show the same way I started last week's show. A huge thank you to everyone out there listening. Once again, last week, Sudden History had the most downloads in a one-week time period in the history of the show. This whole conference preview thing is like a big snowball going downhill, continually growing. We'll keep it up and share it with a friend. Moving along to today's episode. In the prior three shows, we stayed on the East Coast with the ACC in two EIWA episodes. Finally, we're going to the Midwest tackling the MAC conference. Our guests are, in order, Buffalo head coach John Stutzman, Northern Illinois head coach Ryan Ludwig, Central Michigan head coach Tom Borelli, and Missouri associate head coach Alex Clemson. So have a listen. Our first guest on the Sudden History Mac Preview podcast is the head coach of the Buffalo Bulls. Let's welcome John Stutzman. Yep. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, coach, if you could start off with a weight-by-weight breakdown of who could be competing for spots in the Buffalo lineup in 2016-17. You don't need to get into specifics of who's beating who if you don't want, but just a general idea of who will be competing at each weight. No, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, um, what an exciting time here. You know, it's been a quick uh, transition three years in, and this is now our fourth year. And uh, so we're expecting a lot of competition in the room. And um real excited about, uh, you know, we have two 125-pounders, two um, Kyle Aikens, um, a past Illinois State champ, two-time Fargo All-American, uh, MAC place winner last year. Um, and then competing with him is going to be Justin Patrick, who uh, – he was a Pennsylvania kid, redshirt freshman, who won five open tournaments last year. So we're excited about those two guys and uh, look forward to letting those guys battle it out throughout the year. Um, at 133, we have Brian Lantry. Um, Brian Lantry won uh, 1920 bouts last year. He's the NCAA qualifier for us. Um, he's a redshirt sophomore. Um, we, we really think he's going to have a breakout year. We, uh, he put a lot of time in, and uh, so we're, we're excited for him. Uh, 141, I think uh, we have one of our most talented guys on the roster. If we can somehow keep this young man healthy, I think uh, the, the sky's the limit for him. Jason Estevez, um, you know, he's a past UWW freestyle All-American, multiple-time New Jersey State place winner. Um, for him, it's just keeping healthy, you know, and uh, so that that's kind of the, the, the trick right now. Um, at 149, we have uh, two phenomenal guys going to battle it out all year. We have uh, Colt Cotton, um, four-time Pennsylvania State place winner, NCAA qualifier, MAC place winner. Um, he's going to battle it out with Tommy Forte. Tommy Forte is, most people know, he's the Indiana native. He's a four-time um, state place winner, two-time state champ. He's a top 50 kid in the country, uh, and he's a redshirt freshman. So um, we're excited about him also. And um one of our more wide open weight classes, and I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays itself out. 
is going to be 157. We we have three, four guys there that I think can be really good, um, led by um, Timmy Schaefer, redshirt junior, who started last year. Alex Smythe, who's a junior. We may redshirt him. He started last year in bits and pieces. Derek Holcomb, redshirt sophomore, coming down from 65. And then we have a true freshman, Kobe Gary, two-time New York State champ that we're really high on right now. And just watching his progression in the program, it's um, it, it, it's getting it's getting exciting for those guys. Um, 165, we got a fifth-year senior, Midlands Place winner. Um, I think he, you know, he he could have been at the national tournament last year if he didn't come. He came down with kind of a skin infection at the end of the year, kind of sidelined him a little bit. Um, Tyler Real, Tyler Real's been he's been a mainstay with me at Bloomsburg, and then he followed me here, and uh, you know now he has you know this is his fifth year, and uh, trying to get on top on the podium. Um, 174, uh, Muhammad McBride. Uh, if, if nobody knows, I think uh, do some homework on him. Uh, his story is, is remarkable. He's uh, he's in grad school as a 19, 20-year-old, you know, student in exercise science. Um, homeschooled kid and uh, unbelievable work ethic. Um, and I, I expect him not only to get to the national tournament, but he's gonna have a good shot of getting deep in the national tournament. Um, 184, Joe Ariola. Joe Ariola is a um, NCAA qualifier, Illinois State champion. Um, a lot of talent there, top 20 kid in the country. Um, and then uh, 197, I think we have uh, we have a couple of good guys. You know, we have James Benjamin. Um, he's going to be a senior this year. We may redshirt him. Um, he was a top five, six guy in the MAC last year. He uh, had a lot of great upsets throughout the year. He's a pinner. You know, he goes big or goes home. But, uh, you know, when, when he gets it, he's good. And then um, we have Nate Rose from uh, – you know, uh, beat the streets program out of New York City, um, wrestled at the World Championships where he won matches. He won 14, 15 matches last year in his redshirt year, and now he's going to be a redshirt freshman. Unbelievably talented kid, um, and we're looking for big things from him also. And then um, heavyweight, you know, we have three good ones. You know, I got Jake Gunning, who um, almost made the junior world team for freestyle, um, Mac runner-up last year. Um, I think he's a top 20, top 15, top 8 kind of guy. And then we have Nolan Terrence, who uh, wrestled at the World Championships for Canada this past summer. And then we have another gentleman who's a um, redshirt sophomore, and Ian James, who's put a lot of time in. So we got some depth. We got some competition in the room. So we're excited. Uh, so following along the MAC championships last year, I was really impressed with your group. Um, if my memory serves me correctly, none of them qualified their respective weights for automatic bids. However, you had three wrestlers earned trips to nationals and a couple others that were very close. Uh, talk about how those com- guys competed and fought at that tournament. Well, you know, I think um, you, when, when, when you have a young team, I think, you know, you're, you're just, you're constantly building the culture. You're constantly, um, you know, letting them know how good they are. You're, you're, you're constantly helping those kids, you know, peaking them, you know, and, um, and I think uh, my staff did an unbelievable job last year doing that. Um, we wrestled um, our best, our best wrestling was at the MAC championships, and, and that's all you can ask for as a program. And what that tells me is we got the right guys in place, we got the right staff in place, and uh, and it really tells me that they're competitors. And uh, you know, competitors compete, and winners win. And I think we're building that. And I'm gonna go back a few years. You inherited a difficult situation as the team was not eligible for a postseason action in 2015. Um, how difficult was that season for you, for the team? And I feel like it's a credit to some of the wrestlers because you have quite a few kids from that year that are still on the team today. I don't think people realized uh, the difficult situation that, that, that not only that we inherited, but uh, the, the, the situation that these kids, they had to fight through. You know, um, first I got to give a, a you know a, a shout out to these parents and, and these kids. They they really bought into the University of Buffalo wrestling program, the wrestling community, our alumni. They bought into me. Uh, they bought into our staff, and um, and it has been easy. You know, when 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 you say there's no postseason, you know people want to jump jump ship right away. But uh, you know, thankfully these guys really stay true to the goals and the vision and. Um, you know, it was difficult, but uh, I owe the I owe these guys in this program that were that came through that time. I owe them a lot, and uh, and and I think that's another reason why we had a big MAC tournament and a Big Ten win season last year because they didn't get a chance to perform. You know, a year prior. And from listening to you talk so far, and looking at your roster and your lineup. 
you know, it seems like this could be a big year for you. The past couple seasons, you had good recruiting classes, but you've been young. You know, this year your lineup could be filled out with a lot of veterans and you're returning NCAA qualifiers. Just what are your overall thoughts and outlook for the upcoming season? Well, you know, I, I, I was talking, so we had a, we had a big, uh, we had a huge event last night, you know, coach Ed Michaels, uh, the old legendary coach who got inducted to the Buffalo sports hall of fame. So, um, one congratulations to him and, and all the great wrestlers that, that has come through for him. But uh, I was talking to some of the guys last night and they're asking me about the team and, you know, and I have a tendency of sticking my foot in my mouth, you know, so I'm going to try not to stick it in my mouth, but I can tell you this, I'm real excited about where we're going. I'm excited about the potential, the work ethic, the, um, the attitude, the, uh, just, uh, just the commitment level that, that these young men have given us and given this program. So I, I think the sky's the limit. You know, I, I said something the other day. I said, don't be shocked if we get seven, eight, nine qualifiers, you know, but don't be shocked if we get 10, you know, and, 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 I, and, I, and I tell guys that because not because I want to put pressure on the team is because I believe in my guys. I believe in what they've done this off season. So, so I, I think we can win a lot. You know, unfortunately, and actually, actually, let me say, fortunately, the MAC conference is arguably one of the second is second toughest conference in the country, based on qualifiers and just uh, when you got Missouri and Northern Iowa and you got Old Dominion and you know you got some of these Central Michigan, Ohio, you got these great programs in it. It's just uh, this remarkable day in day out competition. And one of your returning NCAA qualifiers, Joe Ariola at 184, had one of the shockers in the first round of nationals, taking out the three-seed returning All-American Vic Avery. How has he improved after getting that first taste of competition at the NCAA tournament? Well, I, I say this about Joe. I think Joe is as talented as a wrestler as ever came through these doors. You know, and, 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 and he's likable. You know, he's a super athletic kid. He's uh, ungodly strong. You know, Joe's Joe. So, and I mean by that is Joe's going to win on Joe's time. Joe's going to lose on Joe's time. I don't know if that makes sense, but if Joe's feeling great and and Joe's relaxed, Joe's going to do great things. If Joe is... um, you know, it has some struggles. You know, then 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 we gotta we gotta watch him if that makes sense. So, but mm-hmm. uh, but he has he he did well this off season. It's probably his best off season he's ever had here at the university and uh, and and in high school. I mean, he's from a storied program in uh, Illinois. But um, you know, it, 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 it's it's I like to say it's Joe, and and but he's a phenomenal kid, and and we're looking for him to not only lead this team but uh, take it to the next level. And one of the guys I had my eye out for you mentioned is probably the biggest signing you've had over the few past few years, uh, Tommy Forte out of Indiana. Um, you mentioned he's going to have good competition with Colt Cotton. Um, where is he in his development, or what can we expect from him in his first season competing for you? Well, you know, um, so last year, so unfortunately, so when he came out of high school his senior year uh, in the state tournament, he tore his shoulder up. So he had to get he had to get shoulder surgery. So he lost his he lost his off season from high school to college. So that that was a tough situation for him, you know. So so we get him in and and he wins a couple opens last year. I don't know if people are aware that he won I think one two tournaments last year and then got hurt in the third and and then had to get uh, shoulder surgery again. So he he's kind of I'm trying to be very patient with him. And I'm trying to. I'm trying to guide him through slowly, um, just so he can start get. You know, I got to watch his match count. You know, he's, um, you know, he uh, he's had great coaching since he's a little kid up through. You know, the Pee Wees in Indiana, and you know, he had a great great club coach and Alex Schertz is out there, and uh, you know, so he he's had some great coaches, and uh, so I think his match count's very important. Um, so we got to watch him a little bit, but as a talent, he's as talented as anybody you've you'll ever grab. Uh, it's just a matter of keeping him healthy. And um, you know, and 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 the other kicker to it, you got Colt Cotton, who's just like him, he as far as talent-wise. So, Colt certified at 41. He he can go down to 41 if we need him to, but uh, right now we're we're looking for those two guys to provide some competition for each other. Um, so over the years of following your teams at Bloomsburg, I felt you had a way of developing some of these kids who may be overlooked coming out of high school into really tough college wrestlers. Do you have a name or a couple of names of guys on your current roster who may be unfamiliar to us nationally that have been a part of your program for a few years and are ready to break out? Oh, absolutely. I, I think uh, I, we, we just, I got done, you know, just texting, texting back and forth. My, um, 
my 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 heavyweight with my heavyweight Jake Gunning. Jake Gunning's a Mac runner up and not ranked in the top twenty in the country, which is crazy to me. You know, Jake Gunning's a guy that uh, he started wrestling his freshman year in high school. He was 0-24. He was pinned 24 times, literally, in the state of Pennsylvania. By the time he's a senior, he gets third in the state. The next year, he's one match away from going to the World Championships. Last year, he lost a heartbreaker to go to the Junior World Championships, and he lost a heartbreaker to go to the NCAA tournament. There, there's not a guy out there that wants to win like him, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. so he, he's he, – he, He's the guy, you know, and, and, and I don't want to put pressure on him, but he's going to be a multiple-time All-American. It's just a matter of when, you know. And, and, and I think, uh, to be quite honest with you, I think a lot of our, our whole team's like that. We have a lot of those guys. And because uh, they gravitate towards my personality. They were the underdog, you know, the little engine that could. And, and we want to we wanna make a name for ourselves, and this is the place to do it at. So by the time people are listening to this interview, you're going to be in Russia. Talk about what you will be doing and how this opportunity came up. Yeah, so um so right now, um, you know, I, I've been I've been you know, I've coached at every world team trial and Olympic qualifier since two thousand and four with the New York Athletic Club and um I've had some athletes come through there and you know, I've been blessed enough to to, you know, you know, to put myself in and 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 in good situations to, to be seen, you know, as 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 a coach. Um, you know, and I love freestyle wrestling. So um, Tyler Graff has been coming out here training quite often. Justin Grant, he's qualified for the trials for me a bunch of times. Uh, Rich Perry, um, Matt Moley, um, you know, uh, Bryce Hausman and, uh, you know, Kyle Sermonero. And so these guys, I, I've, I've had, you know, direct contact with them, for, you know, since 2004. And, and you know, and, 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 and we've just, you know, worked worked to build our freestyle program. But, um, you know, um, Long story short, you know I I love freestyle and, and I got a great relationship with Bill Zadick and uh, and uh, so you know they they um, they got a tour coming up and um, luckily uh, Bill called me and asked me if if I wanted to go and uh, so I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a fun trip. Okay, Coach, um, that's all I have for you. Is there anything else that uh, you would like for people to know about wrestling at Buffalo in 2016, 2017? Yeah, I think we're 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 we we have fun. This is a program with a with a lot of kids that uh, we got 34 kids on roster, and then we come here every day and we work and uh, and we believe in ourselves. We believe in the system. We believe in uh, the University of Buffalo. But at the end of the day, we we have fun at it, you know. And um, you know, everybody you know everybody sees me. They 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 see me as a uh, that I'm serious and I'm serious. But uh, well, you know, when people come in our room, they realize how much fun we have. And and academically, the University of Buffalo is one of the one of the top schools in the country. And uh, so we're looking forward to finding the right kid. We're looking forward to developing our program. And uh, and uh, 2016-17 season is going to be a blast. All right. A big thanks to John Stutzman for joining us on the Sudden History Mac Preview Podcast. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Our next guest on the Sudden History Mac Preview Podcast is the head coach for Central Michigan. Let's welcome Tom Borelli. Uh Thank you, Earl. Coach, if you could start off with a weight-by-weight breakdown of who could be competing for spots in the Chippewa lineup for 2016-17, you don't need to get into specifics of who's beating who if you don't want to, but just a general idea of who's going to be competing at each weight. Okay. Um, the first thing I'd like to say, Earl, is um, you know, uh, we'd like to redshirt all our freshmen. We think we will be able to redshirt all our freshmen. That's our intention. We feel like we have a good group of freshmen this year. But uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be injury-free and our starters will be able to compete, you know, all year long so we won't have to pull any of those guys out of red shirt. Um, so mm-hmm, if, I, sure. if I don't mention those guys, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to slight them at all. We're real happy that they're here and we think they're going to do great things here. But, you know, our, our goal is to red shirt those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at 125, um, our returning starter is Brent Fleetwood. And he qualified for nationals last year. Uh, he, he had a a pretty good. He he really was doing well early in the year. I think he he was he placed fourth at the scuffle. Um, and he was having a really good year, and then he broke his foot uh, in our dual meet with Northern Iowa. And so he wasn't quite the same after that. But he still managed to qualify for uh, the nationals. He finished third in our conference, and then. Uh, you know, he, he won a match at Nationals. He was one and two at Nationals, but he wasn't really 100%. And um, we feel like him and 
Newton Smearcheck, the guy we think will wrestle heavyweight for us this year, um, are probably the guys that have made the most progress in our program throughout the summer, in the off season, and in, in the fall. We really feel like they're coming on and and um, have done just tremendous things in the summer to get the, them ready for this year. Um, so we feel like uh, Brent will be our starter, Fleetwood will be our starter at 125, but I think he's going to have a significant challenge there from um, a young man that's certified at 125, um, Carter Ballinger. And Carter had a real good year last year um, in in the open meets. Um, I know he had a, a pretty good record wrestling open. And uh, he also uh, had some pretty significant wins um, during that against uh, guys that uh, are pretty well respected. Um, so he he might, you know, he's going to be a stiff challenge at 125, and and then if things don't work out for him at 125, he has the potential to bump up to 133 also. Um, but at 133, we feel like our starter there will be Corey Keener, and Corey also qualified for nationals last year and, and had a pretty good year. Um, he also um, was one and two at nationals. Uh, I think might have been two and two at nationals, but um, he had some pretty quality wins last year during the year. And we feel like um, the thing with Corey is uh, the year before that uh, he had shoulder surgery, so he's really not uh, had a consistent, uh, you know, year-to-year um, development. Um, and this is the first year that we feel like you know he got to wrestle all the last year, kind of got got up. Uh, used to the level of competition and then um you know now he he can grow from there you know and instead of uh you know having to take a year off i think i think he's going to be a lot more consistent this year and um a lot more productive at 141 um we really feel like uh, we have a, a young man that redshirted last year and he wrestled 149 in all the open tournaments it's going to open some eyes this year his name is Mason Smith Mason wrestled in the open tournaments last year at 149 because we thought that uh, he's a long, stringy kid, and we thought that you know he was just going to mature and grow, and so he decided he was going to wrestle 149, just certify at 149, and and grow, and it, it just didn't happen the way he expected it to. So uh, he's going to be a 41. I think he makes 41 pretty easily. Um, he actually wrestled 132. Uh, at University Nationals this spring. So uh, we're real excited about Mason. Um, and then we have some depth at that weight. That's probably the, the weight class where we have the most depth um, at that weight. Uh, we have another young man that uh, certified at that weight, Tevin Mohart, uh, who's done a lot of wrestling for us uh, on and off at 157 and 149. But He's another guy that sees an, uh, an opening at 141 and, and certified there. And then Kyle Noonan had a pretty good year last year at 141 too. So uh, I don't know how it's going to play out there right now. We we kind of think Mason Smith might be our guy, but we have a lot of depth at that weight. And then at 149 we have Justin Oliver, who uh, is a returning All-American, uh, came on really strong at the end of the year last year. Um, him and Colin Heffernan had a tremendous battle last year um, to see who was our starter. And, and um, you know, they had a great year all year long. Both of them were ranked pretty high most of the year. And then Justin ended up being the guy at the end of the year and placing at nationals. So we're real high, high on him. Um, if uh, we have uh, any problems at, with his health, then then we think Mohart will fill in at 149 if things don't work out for him at one. 41, or even Mason Smith if things don't work out for him at 141. And then Colin Heffernan is going up to 157. Um, we're real high on Colin. Uh, we think, um, you know, he qualified for nationals two years ago at 149 and and uh, was a match away from being a, an All-American. And I think 157 is a better weight class for him. He's, he's um put on some size. He's kind of a late bloomer. All of his family have been late bloomers, and we really feel like he's going to open some eyes this year at 157. Uh, we have some depth there, too. We have a young man named Caleb Rahoe that can add depth there and, and hopefully, uh, you know, 
uh, Colin's going to stay healthy, but uh, we have Rahoe there if need be. Um, at 165, um, we have uh, Jordan Wolfert, who has been a starter for us a lot in the past. Um, and uh, he was injured at the end of the year last year, so he didn't get to wrestle in the conference championships or the national tournament. But uh, we feel like he'll be our guy there. But behind him, we have a young man that redshirted last year that, uh, you know, might win that spot. His name's Logan Parks, and we'll have some spirited competition at that weight class. Um, and then we have another a guy that's been in our program a while, and um, he's certified at 165. He's wrestled 174 in the past a lot, but his name's Hunter Rawlings. So uh, we feel like we'll have a lot of competition at 65. Probably our most competitive weights as far as trying to figure out who's going to be our starter is our 141 and 165. At 174, we have two quality athletes there. Um, we might redshirt one of them. Um, we think C.J. Brucky is, is uh, looking like our starter there. C.J. had a really, really good open tournament last year, open tournament season last year uh, behind Mike Ottinger. Um, C.J. was 30-6 uh, and six in open competition last year. And, um, really had some quality wins. Um, but uh, Jordan Atienza is moving up also. He was our starter most of the year last year at 165. And uh, he's moving up, and he hasn't redshirted yet. So we might redshirt him, depending on our health with uh, CJ. And then at 84, we have a returning national qualifier, uh, Jordan Ellingwood, who's really making made a lot of improvements last year, especially late in the year. He ended up winning our conference. Uh, he ended up beating Nicholas and Deckow in the conference tournament, and then. Uh, uh, he won matches at the Nationals, so we're expecting big things from Jordan Ellingwood. Uh, we're moving uh, Austin Severin up to 197. Austin wrestled most of the year last year at 84. It was a pretty tough cut for him, um, so um, we're, we're moving him up to 97, and he's probably going to be a lot stronger and a lot more productive at 197. Not saying he didn't have, he had a pretty good year last year at 84 behind Ellingwood, but we think he'll do better at 97. And we have some depth there with uh, Tyrus Kemp. Um, and uh, I think there'll be uh, good competition at that weight. And then at heavyweight, we think, uh, like I told you earlier, uh, Newton Smircheck is uh, probably the, uh, had the best summer, him and Fleet, Brett Fleetwood. So. Those are our bookends, and it's always important to have, um, you know, some quality bookends to either end a dual meet or start a dual meet. So looking at last year's team, you're losing three wrestlers in Zach Haran, Luke Smith, and Mike Ottinger that were mainstays of your program, starters since freshman year. Now, how do you intend on replacing them from a leadership and experience standpoint? Uh, it'll be hard to replace those guys. Um, those guys, you know, they all three of those guys – we're starters for the for four years here, and, and so it's it's hard to replace those guys. But um, like I said, um, we we feel like Mason Smith had at 141 where Zach Haran wrestled really had a good redshirt year, and we think he's ready to do some big things. Um, moving moving um, Colin Heffernan up to 157 is is gonna uh, fill a void, uh, for, you know, with Luke graduating, and I think we'll we'll um, continue on a, a forward path there and then um, you know 174 cj brucky uh, was nip and tuck with mike um you know actually they wrestled in a couple tournaments and and i think every time they wrestled it went to overtime and um cj might have a little bit more um offensive potential than mike did uh, although mike had a very great career here and um you know we just we we feel like uh, we're not going to take too much of a step backwards, and by the end of the year, hopefully, we'll be even um, be a, be replacing those guys with uh, all American situations. Yeah, your team you mentioned uh, you're going to return five wrestlers with NCAA championship experience. I assume that you have to be excited for the potential of this year's team. Yeah, the the biggest thing with our program right now, Earl is. Um, you know, I think we're moving forward. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, 
turnover in our assistant coaching positions um, in the last and for the last two or three years, those things have stabilized. And, and since since uh, the time when uh, you know Casey Cunningham was our first assistant, we really haven't had a real stable assistant in that position. And now we have Ben Bennett there, who's we really are happy with Ben in the direction uh, our program's going and the consistency we've developed in our coaching staff with him and Ryan Coverley and then Joe Roth as our volunteer assistant. So, um, you know, I think when you have that consistency, your recruiting gets better, um, the kids are, are more comfortable. Um, all of those things are very important with the direction our program's going right now. And one of the things you mentioned first was you intend on redshirting the freshman class. Talk about what you've seen thus far from this incoming class. I know I was particularly impressed with your big man, Matt Stencil, but overall, what does this group bring in? Well, we couldn't be more excited with our class. I know I know, from a recruiting perspective, um, you know, rankings-wise, when you rank recruiting classes, maybe they don't jump right off the charts, but uh, we, we really feel like they fit uh, our philosophy and, and what we're trying to do, and, and um, they've really bought into, um, you know, what what how we train and, and what we expect of our guys, and that's really what we feel like we need. And um, you know, we have Drew Hildebrand and Devin Perez at 125, we have John Martin at 133, Riley Brown and Dresden Simon at 141, uh, Blake Montre and Ryan Violet at 157. Sage Castillo at, at 165, Landon Pelham at 197, and Matt Stencil at heavyweight. And if, if we're fortunate enough to redshirt all those guys, um, I think um, you know that's going to bode well for our, our future. And give us some insight on your returning All-American, Justin Oliver. He's a guy I haven't heard too many people nationally talk about, but last year he went from battling for that starting spot to becoming an All-American, finishing seventh in the country just within a few months' time. You know, what can you tell us about Justin? Well, you know, I, I think because Colin Heffernan was our starter early in the year, um, I think um, not too many people knew about Justin. But, you know, if you followed uh, the open tournaments that we were in, um, you know, he was runner-up at Michigan State. He, uh, I think he was third or fourth. I think he was third at the Southern Scuffle. Um, had some great wins at the Southern Scuffle. He beat Colica from Oklahoma State. Um, he beat some quality people um, throughout the course of the year. So it's kind of funny that he went under the radar. Um, but um, he was ready when when we got to the national tournament. Even when we got to the conference tournament, he was ready. And and uh, you know he finished second in the conference. And um, you know uh, he lost to De Palma, who was who was fifth in the country in the, in the conference finals who he had beaten during the regular season. And then, um, you know, Mays, who finished, I think, third in the country, uh, uh, was third in our conference. So he was ready when he got to the national tournament. Our conference had prepared him well, and the regular season had prepared him well. And I think, you know, it's funny that the, the most competitive weight class in our room last year was 149, and that's where we ended up having an All-American. So, um, you know, competition uh, brings out the best in people. Um, a guy that I had marked down I wanted you to ask about, you've actually mentioned a couple times, um, is your redshirt freshman 141-pounder Mason Smith. He was named your program's redshirt wrestler of the year last season. Um, it sounds like you're pretty high on him from uh, what you've said so far. Yeah, we're real high on him. You know, obviously he's going to be a, a, a freshman this year, and he's, he's probably going to, um, you know, go through ups and downs like all freshmen do. But he's got a, uh, he's real competitive. He, he's got a strong mind, and and he thinks um, he's supposed to do well. And uh, when you have those qualities, I think you figure out how to do well, and I, we expect that from him. And another guy I wanted to talk about is your 184 pounder, Jordan Ellingwood. He'll be competing in a very tough weight class, and you had mentioned you won his first MAC title last year, beating two All-Americans and going up a weight class. Uh, where is he uh, right now heading into the season? He's in a, in, in a better place than he has been in the past heading into the season. You know, last year we, we had to make him do some extra workouts and things like that um, 
like you mentioned, because he was moving up from 74 to 84, and he, he just wasn't quite ready yet. And then once we um, got in his head a little bit, um, he really picked it up the last month or so of the season. Um, this year we feel like um, he's more ready at the beginning of the year than he has been in the past. Um, obviously, uh, we'll probably still kind of train him the same way and, and really try to peak him at the end of the year, but I see a big change in him physically this year. Okay, so looking at the schedule for the upcoming season, I see changes with regards to your individual bracketed tournaments. You're going back to Las Vegas. I think it's for the first time in maybe six years, and the Midlands for the first time in four. You guys are really going to get tested with those tournaments in addition to your dual schedule. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're trying to get our guys. We feel like we have a younger team. Last year we had more of a, a an experienced team with some of the seniors that you mentioned. And we didn't feel like we needed to wrestle them as much. This year we have a younger team that maybe has, doesn't have as much um, quality competition under their belt. So we're trying to go to more tournaments so we can, um, you know, put them in, in that type of competition and, and get um, maybe more matches under their belt um, instead of as many dual meets. You know, you only get one match a day if you wrestle a dual meet. We'd like to get, get them uh, tournament tested a little more. Sure. Okay, Coach, that's all I have for you. Is there anything else that you would like for people to know about wrestling at Central Michigan in 2016-2017? No, we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to prove ourselves again. I know we've been, you know, predominantly a top 10, top 15 team in the past, and we're climbing back to that, and we're excited to um, make people stand up and, and recognize us again. Okay, a big thanks to Tom Borelli for joining us on the Sudden History Mac Preview Podcast. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Earl. Our next guest on the Sudden History Mac Preview Podcast is the head coach for Northern Illinois. Let's welcome Ryan Ludwig. Hey, thanks, Earl. Thanks for having me on. Sure, Coach. If you could start off with a weight-by-weight breakdown of who could be competing for spots in the Husky lineup for 2016-17. You don't need to get into specifics of who's beating who if you don't want just a general idea of who's going to be competing at each weight. Okay, yeah, no problem. You know, it's kind of fun to talk about these things and uh, take a look at these things early because you hope there's a good level of competition in your room in every weight, every weight class. So um, at 125, um, should be interesting. We've got some good, talented young guys down in there. Um, we've got a young man who's a transfer. Um, he was a state champion and two-time finalist out of Wisconsin and a junior college All-American at 133 at Ellsworth Community College. His name is Tepra Wright. Um, pretty strong, explosive character, and uh, he'll be battling for time with Kirk Johansson here, who is from Glenbard North, right up the road from us. And um, Kirk had a, a successful redshirt campaign for us and was undersized last year, but he's he's put on some size this summer, so um, he's done a relatively good job getting himself prepared. And then um, Brock Hudkins is a true freshman and a two-time undefeated state champ from Indiana who's going to be making the cut down to 125. So... Um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Those guys have been working very hard and jockeying for some position there. Um, we're going to let some things play out and see how that goes early in the season with some opens first. But uh, I, I expect to have a, a very worthy candidate at that weight class. Um, and the reason for that is because we're moving up Elijah Jeffrey, um, who was our 125-pounder last year. We're moving him up to 133. He, he did a lot of time in the weight room this summer, got himself up, uh, you know, really filled out his frame, looking good, looking strong and solid. So. We think he's the front runner for our position at 133 now as a redshirt sophomore. Um, at 141, we're going to have a relatively good competition between Angel Velasquez coming off a successful redshirt campaign. Young man from California was a senior nationals champion two years ago. Um, between him and Max Fisher, who was a state champion from Waterford, Wisconsin, had a good good redshirt year for us, split time at 149 and 157, so he'll be making the cut down to 141. Stephen Blyce is moving up to 149 for us. Um, he was our national qualifier last year at 141. Spent most of the season in the rankings in the top 20. Um, was a Midlands finalist for us last year. So he's a front runner right now at 149, but he will be um, tested, and the, there will be a battle there that, in that weight class between him and Gabe Morse, who's had a good amount of success for us as well. Gabe's had some really nice wins uh, for us throughout his career, and you know, he's a redshirt senior, so he's got a lot of experience and a lot of moxie to him, so we expect a, a relatively tough battle for that position. 
157, um, we're looking at Caden McWhirter. He's a, an Alabama kid coming off of very successful redshirt campaign. Matter of fact, he was the redshirt of the year for us last year in the program, and uh, he's making the cut back down to 157. Talented, scrappy kid, and he'll be he'll be fighting for time with Zach Velasquez, who was a transfer from Grand Canyon University. He was a state champion in California, and Zach's a really hard-nosed, tough goer too. So we're excited about the prospects there. 165, uh, Sean Quay McMurtry returns for his senior campaign at 165, and he'll be pushed by Andrew Scott, um, who's a sophomore. At 174, uh, we're excited about Trace Engelkiss entering his senior year campaign. Trace is a guy who's been uh, just, uh, you know, in my mind, kind of the next guy on the outside looking in in terms of getting to the national tournament. And, you know, he's had several solid wins over ranked opponents, but uh, has yet to put it together completely to get himself to the show. But we feel that he's had his strongest spring and summer yet, and we're, we're happy, you know, uh, with where he's at heading into season. At 184, we're looking at Mike Aldrich coming off of a redshirt campaign. Um, he's a Missouri guy, a St. Louis area guy, had a good redshirt campaign last year as a freshman. Um, and he'll be pushed by Bryce Gorman, who's a redshirt sophomore, and Dylan Dubzanski, who's a redshirt junior. At 197, we return senior, um, round of 12 NCAA qualifier and two-time NCAA qualifier Sean Scott. Sean took third at the Mid-American Conference Championships last year. He's a great leader for us, team captain, and uh, we're excited about his senior year campaign. And then at 285, we've got, um, geez, I've got five heavyweights in the room right now, which is great for those guys to get some variety of workout partners. And uh, right now, Caleb Gossett is coming off a really successful redshirt campaign as a freshman as well. He was the runner-up at the National Collegiate Open last year and had wins over some highly touted guys in his recruiting class throughout the year too. So we're excited about him in his freshman year here. And uh, Jake Cochran um, is a redshirt junior, and he's been a journeyman for us throughout the couple of years. So we feel like he's a capable candidate as well. Okay, going back to last year, the team qualified four wrestlers for nationals, which was the highest number since the 2007 season. Yeah. Talk about that team and how it may have helped set the foundation for what you hope to accomplish in the future. Yeah, you know, listen, I mean, that's that's what it's all about for us is getting guys, you know, to the national tournament, and then it's a new season. I mean, we want to be producing, you know, we want to be putting guys in the national championship finals, bringing home a national title, bringing home multiple All-Americans, not to mention academic All-Americans. I mean, our standards of where we want to be and where we're going are very high. And, uh, you know, like most folks out there, we're trying to do it the right way with the right kind of individuals. So um, things have st finally started to kind of produce some fruit here, I guess, you know, in, in terms of the recruits coming, you know, right kind of guys coming to, to fruition here in terms of athletic and academic success. So that was exciting, you know, to get that payoff because we talked about the plan all year long, you know, and the way we schedule and, making sure that the right individuals are prepared to pop at the right time at the end of the year and to see that come together and, and the plan actually, you know, come together like we knew it would was great for everybody. So, again, that does lay the foundation Earl, for where we want to be consistently. And I think four is a start. We're nowhere satisfied with that. But, uh, you know, the guys that we are returning that have been to the national tournament are extremely hungry for more. Um, they want to be competing for national titles, competing for All-American honors. And the guys that necessarily – didn't get there and fell just short are, are extremely hungry to get there and have that experience as well. So I think uh, it creates a lot of good energy and momentum heading into this year. And as we tape this, you had your first day of official practice yesterday. Yeah. What are your initial impressions of the group you have and your outlook for the upcoming season? Yeah, we had a great preseason. We were excited about the effort and the attitude everybody brought to those hardcore conditioning sessions. And, uh, Leading up to our first official practice yesterday, it was fantastic. I mean, the energy in the room was great. The guys were fired up, um, had a lot of good scrapping going on in there, and, you know, a lot of attention to details, which we talk about. When you when you get in some of those technique sessions, you know, it's, it's not always the easiest thing to keep your focus when you're getting deep into those things, but our guys did a great job there, so um, it tells me a lot of things about this group. And, uh, you know, we're excited. We're taking it day by day to try to get better every day. We're just focusing on the process right now. It sounds cliche, but that's where you want to be. Um, focus on getting better, and then, boy, soon enough, the first week of October will be here, and uh, we'll be getting after it at the Opens. And you mentioned one of your veterans and leaders is going to be your 197-pounder, Sean Scott. 
He's twice qualified for nationals, made it to the round of 12 before losing a two-point decision. Yeah. Talk about him, his run through the tournament, and where he is in terms of attempting to be the program's first All-American since 2004. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's about as hungry and focused a kid as you can you can get, Earl. I mean, this guy, he, he wants to do things right. He lives it every day. Uh, had a tremendous spring and summer in the weight room. Um, that was a huge thing for him and uh, really put on – some excellent horsepower that we feel like he really needed. And um, that, coupled with his dedication on the mat all summer and this fall, um, we think he's well-prepared. He believes he's well-prepared. And uh, now it's just about keeping him happy, healthy, and hungry and setting him free. So I think, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing for a guy like that is just, you know, trying to not, not overwhelm yourself with what exactly you want to, you know, the wins and losses, just wrestling as hard as you can and trying to throw up points. So, um, the mental aspect of that of just trying to have a little fun, let it fly out there is going to really benefit him and all of our guys. And I think, you know, don't try to get wrapped up so much of, uh, you know, I have to win this tournament or I have to do this to qualify. Just get out there and wrestle to score, and you're going to put yourself in great position. And we think Sean will be prepared to do that. A bright spot for you last season had to be the emergence of Steve Blyce, who is a freshman. You mentioned he made the finals of the Midlands, earned the 13 seed at Nationals. He ended up being a guy I really enjoyed watching. He has an exciting style, scores points. You know, tell us a little bit about Steve and what we can expect from him in 2016-17. Yeah, Steve is uh, he's a fiery competitor. This guy hates to lose um, at anything. He's got a lot of energy, uh, a lot of pop to him. Um, he uh, he do, he's he's able to do some things that you can't teach too. I mean, he's a great wrestler. He's a student of the sport. He, he focuses on his technique, but he's got some intangibles that are you know, pretty special. So he is fun to watch. Um, I think he's a crowd pleaser and he likes that kind of stuff, but he knows when to pull the trigger on it and when not to. And uh, I think his his goals are at the very highest end of the spectrum. He knows where he wants to be at the end of the year in March. And, uh, he, you know, he's going to do his best to get there. And he's well prepared. Again, he had, had a major summer in the weight room and uh, come back, you know, very, very, very built and looking really really well prepared to move, make the move to 49. So he took that very seriously this summer. And uh, he's just a fun kid to coach, high energy, you know, a lot of belief, a lot of enthusiasm, and uh, he's emerged as a team leader for us as well. Something I noticed last season, it seems like sort of a random fact, but I guess it's also calculated all four of your NCAA qualifiers from last season were from Michigan. Mm -hmm. Now, I know it's your home state. Correct. Uh, but at the same time, you and your staff are likely looking for talent in Illinois and nationwide, but Michigan has been good to you as of late in recruiting. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, you know, we start in our home state of Illinois here, and, uh, you know, it's a tremendous wrestling state at the high school level. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, so we start at home, but we're, we're not shy to go anywhere we need to go to find the right guy for our program. So I've uh, got a lot of contacts back home in Michigan, obviously, and, you know, we're always beating the bushes everywhere throughout the country, and just so happens we found some of the right guys over in that state, and uh, we'll continue to recruit Illinois, Michigan, and all the Great Lake states. And you know, uh, we're not we're not afraid to go as far as California or Alabama either. So it just kind of depends on where we can find the right guy. This year, you have a new addition to the coaching staff, Ty Prasma. He comes to you from VMI. What made him stand out when evaluating potential coaching candidates, and how he fits in with you and the other assistant, Dominic Moyer? Yes, yes, I think. Um, Character and class, I would I would say, is what what kind of made him stand apart. He uh, very organized, very high character um, individual. He, he loves wrestling. He understands it. He has a very high wrestling IQ. Um, you know, had a good pedigree in wrestling from Missouri, and that's a, that the success of that program. He learned a lot coming through there. Um, and also, you know, he's got a really strong mental game, Earl. This guy, uh, you know, has a master's in positive coaching, those kind of things, and really understands the mental aspect of the game and, you know, is able to lend some good nuggets of advice and, and uh, his experience to some of our younger guys, and he's been an asset to us so far. So we're really enjoying having Ty on staff. And just if you could talk about the changing landscape of the MAC conference, how it's improved over the past few years with the additions of Missouri, Northern Iowa, Old Dominion, and how that will ultimately affect Northern Illinois. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of old news now. I mean, we talked about it for a while, but now, I mean, that's our conference. That is what it is, and it was, you know, a huge addition. I mean, we had three programs come in that were, were you know, the champions of their respective conferences coming in. So you talk about bolstering a conference. I mean, it's clearly a premier conference in the country. 
every year we're sending more kids to the national tournament. Um, and there's just no doubt about it that it's one of the most competitive conferences in the country and a great way to find yourself to the national tournament as an individual because you're getting your RPI taken care of. Um, you're getting your nationally ranked matches in every week. Everybody respects the MAC. And uh, quite frankly, every team in this conference is getting better every year. So it's highly competitive, it's exciting, and it's elevated everyone to a new level. Okay, Coach, that's all I have for you. Is there anything else you would like for people to know about wrestling at Northern Illinois in 2016-2017? I don't think so. I think if you want to keep up with us, um, you know, our, our final wrestle-off red-black duel is on October 28th, and that's here at NIU on the campus of NIU. If you're if you're close and local, come on by. That's at 7 p.m., and then we, we debut uh, at the Eastern Michigan Open that first weekend of November, and then we're, we're off and running. All right, we'll be following and uh, checking you guys out. A big thanks to Coach Ryan Ludwig for joining us on the Sudden History Mac Preview Podcast. Thank you, Earl. Our next guest on the Sudden History Mac Preview Podcast is the Associate Head Coach for the University of Missouri. Let's welcome Alex Clemson. Oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Sure, sure. Coach, you're coming off a year where you finished six in the nation, returned four All-Americans, are on the short list of schools that could actually win a team title this year. You and the rest of the coaching staff have to be excited about the potential for the team this upcoming season. Yeah, we are, um, especially with having the NCAA tournament at home uh, in Missouri and St. Louis. Uh, it should be an exciting year. Uh, the kids know we have the potential to have a big year, and they're working really hard and just kind of enjoying that. So the entire wrestling community took notice of 197-pounder uh, Jaden Cox throughout the spring and summer, winning the Olympic trials, qualifying the weight for Rio, and then earning the bronze medal. From a coaching standpoint, how was this journey that he was on over the summer as you're in the unusual place along with Ohio State of having a kid that's actually on your roster achieve all of these uh, accomplishments while still in school and returning for the next season. I mean, it's a, it's great. Um, it, it's exciting. It's definitely created an extra buzz. Uh, you know, Jaden's the hometown kid. Uh, not only is he from the state of Missouri, but he's you know born and raised right here in Columbia. It's a Hickman High School product. It's the, one of the local three local high schools in town. Um, so there's probably maybe even a little more extra buzz about Jaden in, in our community. Um, you know, James is a pretty special Tuesday for him to be able to balance everything with uh, schoolwork and uh, team responsibilities and, and then his own, you know, endeavors with going to Mongolia and winning the trials and, you know, competing so well in Rio. It just it speaks a lot to um, his ability to compartmentalize and time manage and, and uh, just really be special. It's, uh, there's really no other word to describe Jaden except uh, special. And kind of building off that from a wrestling standpoint what are his physical or technical attributes that make him outstanding and then what does he have about him that we would call intangibles that make him great as well i mean not to sound silly but he's got everything i mean he's fast he's strong he's um flexible uh and i think his you know his greatest two intangibles are the way he looks at the sport a um, you know, he's, he's not a, a guy that maybe thinks or, or looks at everything the same way a, a traditional wrestler would or a traditional coach would even. I mean, it's challenging sometimes just to, to try to see, you know, through the same lens he does. And, um, you know, being in my third year here, starting to get more on the same page and, and click with that a little better and understand that he just he looks at things differently. Um, and uh, he's really competitive. I mean, he wants to win in everything. Yesterday we, we played uh, football. Um, every day before practice we play kickball or dodgeball or something. Just, you know, everybody shows up a little before three and we play until, gosh, Coach Smith kicks everybody off the mats to have, you know, team talk at 3.30, 3.35 some days because you can't get everybody off the mats. And there's nobody more competitive in those games than, than Jaden. He just um, he likes to, to compete well at everything. It's not always about winning for him. It's about competing really, really well and to his fullest ability. And more times than not, that ends up in, in Ws. But I don't think he gets wrapped up in wins and losses. It's more just about being competitive and being the best Jaden Cox. 
And so moving on to a youngster that will likely be in the lineup, Jaden Ironman at 133, looking at some of the preseason rankings, uh, they're probably a little conservative with him at this point in time, at least in my opinion. Uh, what can we expect from him this season? You know, I mean, I think, I think it's fair. Um, he had a really solid redshirt campaign. Um, he lost, you know, to, to a guy like Zane Richards and, and uh, Javier Gasca. Um, he beat some guys too that were they were pretty good, um, but he hasn't been tested in a full year with a full lineup on our lands. And, um, you know, so I, I don't think it's unfair. I mean, obviously we're always biased towards our guys, but uh, I think Jaden's going to have a great year. He's again uh, very similar to Jaden Cox. You know, they consider themselves brothers. Um, Mike Ironman, Jaden's adopted father's uh, Jaden Ironman's adopted father's uh, big part of Jaden Cox's wrestling and personal life and. Uh, those two basically grew up together. And so, again, he, he just kind of looks at the sport a little different in the way he attacks it. And uh, um, he's definitely going to give some people some problems and some positions. And he's probably going to give himself some problems and some positions and uh, have typical, you know, freshman growing pains maybe from time to time. But, um, again, he's really competitive. And I think you're going to continue to see him evolve um, throughout the year and, and hopefully have a, a big finish for us. Now, one of your returning All-Americans is LeVon Mays at 149, now a two-time All-American finishing seventh and third. I know you haven't been with the team throughout his entire career, but uh, truthfully, he's a kid whose name I didn't know coming out of high school. You know, what is it about him that's allowed him to make such big gains in such a relatively short period of time? Well, LeVon's a really hard worker. Uh you know, he's a kid that when he's in there, he's going. Um, he's athletically really gifted. Um, he's probably one of the strongest human beings I've ever met, uh, pound pound for pound. Uh, his muscle density, I mean, he he doesn't feel like a 49-pounder. Um, he, he's, uh, he's always screwing around with me, playing around with me before and after practice. He likes to grab me and roll around, just be silly and make me sweaty if I wasn't sweaty that day. He likes to just give me the business and – he, it is not easy to get the better of him. And uh, he's considerably lighter than I am, but he is weird, mm-hmm. strong, weird, heavy, weird, dense. Um, and and he's he's really sharp. Uh, he's an engineering major. Um, I think that uh, he looks at things very analytically. I think he looks at things from uh, maybe, again, a different perspective um, than, than a lot of people um, not only is he a great athlete, but he's got a you know a, a great mind, and so he's able to maybe get himself in and out of things mentally that other people can't. And that's really helped his progression. Um, he's very strategic, and uh, um, he knows really where he's good and where he's where he's weak, and he's not afraid of working on his weaknesses to the point where he's not afraid to lose in practice. He's not afraid to you know put himself to his back. He's not afraid to try things. He's not afraid to give up positions to see you know how he can get better and how he can tweak things and you're constantly seeing him evolve because of it. So, um, he's, he's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, a guy who sat out last season for you guys and took a red shirt was 157 pounder, Joey Lavallee. He's someone who's made it to the round of 12 before he's been seated. Both of his trips at nationals. Um, how will he be better in 2016, 17, get himself onto the podium and contend for a national title? Yeah, I would say uh, Joey Lavallee's been uh, much improved. Um, he had a, a pretty solid spring, a, a pretty good summer, and he's had a very good fall. Um, a lot of growth happened last year in his redshirt. I think less about his wrestling, more just about him as a person and as a competitor and who he, who he is and what he wants out of the sport and what he wants out of life. I think you've just really seen Joey Lavallee mature um, and grow and uh you know, he's definitely a kid that showed he's capable already, right? Like you said, he's won multiple matches, both trips to the Nationals. He's been in the round 12 for us. Um, athletically, he's uh, as good as anybody at the weight class, I would think. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see him compete. I'm excited to see uh, the new and improved uh, version of Joe of the Valley because he's, he's really put in a lot of good work for us. He's been very consistent in his effort. He's been um, just sound in his, his lifestyle choices off the mat um i'm I'm excited for him all around he's been a pleasant bright spot this fall for us so last season heavyweight was the only weight in which you did not qualify for nationals um in comes a transfer from west virginia austin myers he was a big recruit out of kentucky a couple years ago what have you seen from him so far and will he be able to shore up that weight class 
Yeah, we anticipate uh, Austin probably having an advantage uh, at that weight class. You know, every weight will be competed for on our roster. Um, even guys like Lamont Mays and um, Joey LaValle are going to be pushed. Uh, we, we've got a deep team, and there's no difference in heavyweight. We're, I think we have five on our roster, and, um, but Austin's probably elevated himself above everybody. He's had a good – he got in this summer, actually, was able to take summer school and was in, you know, getting acclimated to Tiger style um in july and uh he's done a good job for us i know it's it's been a change of scenery it's been a change of environment it's it's just been a change for him so he's kind of had a lot uh to adjust but he's, he's doing well with it and uh um, he's getting used to, to training at a different pace he's getting used to competing at a, at a different level and uh, i think as the season goes along much like you know jay nyerman you're going to see a, a healthy progression i'm not sure um where that tops out for him this year but you know like you said he was a big Tiger crew coming out athletically, he's he can do some things that most 285-pound guys can't do. We just need him to do more of it and uh, be consistent for us. And so some of the participants for the NWCA All-Star Meet have been released. I see two Tigers on the list, LaVon Mays and 165-pounder Daniel Lewis. Uh, what does it mean for the program having two of your wrestlers compete in an event like this? Oh, it's great. I mean, um, outside of the, you know, NCAA tournament, I think it's, you know, the best event in wrestling. Um, most kids, it's a goal of theirs that they want to compete in that event. Um, you know, only 10 weights are, you know, contested. 20 athletes get an opportunity every year. So it's it's a pretty special thing to be invited. I think it's it speaks volumes to our program um, that we've had a competitor um, in, in that meet. Gosh, I don't know what the streak is, um, but you know, I think it's a testament to Coach Smith and, and the consistency of our program and, and his ability to recruit and develop, you know, premier student athletes. And uh, I'm really fortunate I get to actually coach both those guys. Both those guys are in my individual drills. I'm excited to go to Cleveland with them and just kind of be a part of that that experience. I never got to do it as an athlete. It was a big goal of mine that I didn't reach. And so, you know, maybe live vicariously through these guys. Uh, um <laughs> that weekend and, and just enjoy it with them. And uh, um, it's, a, it's a really cool atmosphere. I've been blessed to be able to coach a few athletes at it. And uh, I'm excited for, for both Daniel and LaVon uh, to represent Tiger Style out in Cleveland. So looking at your schedule for the 2016-17 season, it is something. You see the second, third, and fourth place teams from nationals in non-conference duels. That's Oklahoma State, Ohio State, Virginia Tech along with road duels at Oklahoma, Cornell, plus a MAC league that gets better every year, and the Southern Scuffle. Um, this thing's brutal. Yeah, we, we want to challenge ourselves. I mean, there's no doubt. Coach Smith doesn't shy away from competition. We ask uh, premier programs every year uh, to, to wrestle us in dual meets, and um, some of the programs on our schedule have um, been willing to, to compete and, and uh, return you know, home and away exchanges with us. You know, we've got several, you know, long-time returners on there with, with Oklahoma schools and uh, Cornell and, and Ohio State. So we're, you know, fortunate that those teams want to branch out and, and welcome a, you know, a highly contested non-conference school meet to, to their um, uh, solid schedules as well. But we, we want to have one of the best schedules in the country. I think we could put our schedule up against, you know, any Big Ten um, school out there. Um, I think when you look at our strength of schedule and our guys' RPIs at the end of the year, every year we have several guys in the top five and top 10. Um, and that's what helps you, you know, at the nationals, it's a three day grind where you're going to see several, you know, top opponents and putting our guys to the, to the flame week in and week out, um, gets them ready for that, that, that three day weekend in, in, in March. And so, uh, as long as we can get other schools, non-conference schools to wrestle us and, and dual meets, we're going to continue to, to have a good schedule. And then, like you said, the Mac, we, coach Smith and I were just, Literally, before you called, five minutes before, we were discussing, you know, how the league has grown and improved, and it's exciting. Um, We had 45 qualifiers, I think, last year. Um, I'd be surprised if we don't have more than that this year. Uh, It just uh, continues to to develop, and and we're excited to be a part of that. We we like where we are at the, the MAC conference. Okay, Coach, that's all I have for you. Is there anything else that you would like for people to know about wrestling at Missouri in 2016-2017? No, I just I think, you know, nothing probably 
um, no big nuggets other than just we appreciate people following us and, and uh, coming out to dual meets. We've got, a, like you said, a really good dual meet schedule at home and on the road. And, um, we've got season tickets for sale on the Mac side. Uh, we have tickets for sale um, for the Virginia Tech Duel and Jesse Auditorium. Uh, it's, you know, it only seats a little over a thousand people, and, and uh, those tickets are going fast. So if somebody wants to get Matt's side season tickets or uh, see that Tech Duel, um, probably need to get your tickets ASAP at uh, nutigers.com or call 1-800-CAT-PAWS. Um, it's going to be a, a fun year um, for Tiger Star Wrestling. All right, a big thanks to Alex Clemson for joining us on the Sudden History Mac Preview Podcast. There you have it, the Mac Preview Podcast. Thanks to our coaches, as always, for joining us. Before we go, check out Matt Talk Online. There's some Mac flavor over there as well with Old Dominion head coach Steve Martin on the Monarch Matcast. I figured that this would be coming out about the same time and Jason would cover ODU appropriately on that show. So I didn't pursue having Stevie on, but I love talking to him as well. Also check out Olympic gold medalist Helen Maroulis on Short Time. Her and Jason talk about crying over Disney movies and wrestling as well. Pay attention, you West Coast wrestling fans. Next week, the conference preview podcast will be featuring the Pac-12 conference. Until then. How the hell do I get off the stage?